Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. Today, we want to review and then keep going with what God has for us today. And the title of the message today is Growing in Love for God from salvation. Growing in love for God from salvation. And this title of the series, of course, is Be Transformed. Now, let's start with in Romans 12. Verse 2, let's go there in our review. And it says that do not be conformed to this world. Now, that is what all the world is doing, basically. That are non Christians. They are being uh, conformed to the world. They can't conform to Jesus Christ. You know? So uh, they haven't given their life to Jesus Christ. So how are they going to be conformed to Jesus Christ? You know? And uh, so we know that this is important to us because it's part of our foundation of scripture which we've been teaching for this year, uh, but it's not the real thing for non-Christians. And we want to help non-Christians. We want to help them to, uh, to be transformed rather than not be transformed. That's what we want to do. And we said, of course, uh, uh, that's one of the things that we all, and that was the word came for, that was what uh, uh, you repeated, you know, uh, it was good. So uh, that's, that's, that's really good. And how y'all doing today? Okay. All right. Uh, so today, God wanted me to really teach on his heart. What is his heart? That's what he wanted me to teach on, his heart. And so we'll, we'll start with uh, King. Let's, let's start with King. Let's say King David. Because to me, King David seems like the perfect person that uh, back in his his day, of course, uh, that he had a love for God. Yeah. He had a passion for God. And see, we know that uh, he wasn't born again at the time that Jesus had come, but we know that David, he just, it's just, he did things that 
you'll say, wow, wow. Yeah. I can't believe he did that. And so we'll talk about a few of those things. And that's what I want to go on today is, is that King David seemed to have a deep, a deep uh, intimacy for God. Do we have a, a deep intimacy for God, really? Do we have a deep intimacy for God? Because, uh, see, the world can't because they are not transformed. So they have to be conformed to the world. So I want to start uh, in, uh, I was going to start another place, but I'm going to start in Psalm because, uh, uh, let's go to Psalm 32. Let's go there. Uh, Verse Verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is not sometimes. This is not part of the time. This is not when things are good, you know, looking good, when things feel good, when finances are good. When everything looks good, I will bless the Lord. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And this is David now. This is, this is, this is King David. So, okay? This is a, a great king. Yeah? A great king. And I want us to transfer that over to us when it says, but be transformed by the renewing of our our mind. Because that's for us is born again. So I want to know, am I really blessing the Lord at all times. Am I doing that? And that's what I want you thinking about. Are, are you really blessing the Lord at all times? At all times. And I don't know about you, but I do know that it's hard to bless the Lord at all times. Because we don't think about it, at least I don't think about, you know, just uh, blessing him all the time that I'm awake. You know, and I don't think about it all the times that that things are not going good. I don't think about it. I think about it when things are, are going good. I think about it when, when uh, uh, you know, it's like you say, wow, you know. You got you got a thousand people here today. Where did all these people come from? He said, "Man, I just blessed the Lord. I just blessed the Lord." Well, anybody can bless the Lord in a situation like that if you don't normally have all that many people. So you can bless the Lord. 
But can you bless the Lord if you have three people? Can you bless the Lord? You see? And I say, I can bless the Lord at all times. You see? Because he is good. And I know we can say that as a cliche, God is good. How often? All the time. You know, we can say all those things, but really, do we really do that as Christians? Do we do that? Bless the Lord at all times. So we're thinking about, we're thinking about now King David. We're thinking about transferring over, not from unsaved. We're not interested in that. We're interested in salvation because that's what we are. So uh, we, we want to fall in that, that category. Do we bless the Lord at all times? Let's go to, let's go to uh, the rest of that verse. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I said, wow. You know? Where did David get this from? You know? Where did he get this from? This dude is, is, is going through some stuff here. Where did he get all this from? Where do we get it from? Where can we really draw from that we can bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall. It didn't say the praise of, you know, the, the, uh, our coworker. The praise of our supervisor. The praise of, you know, the, our bank account. No, it says, his praise, his praise, you see, verse 9 says, how can a man, a young man, keep his way pure? How can he? By keeping it according to his word. And that's important. That's important. And it's, it's important to the discussion today because we move from Psalm 34 over to uh, Psalm 119, and we in verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? How can he? Think about it. How can he keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word, O oh God. That's how we can all keep our way pure. By keeping it according to God's word. And that's what I want to talk about uh, just the latter part of, 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 of today is that purity and the word of God 
they go together. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was like Psalm 9. And then in Psalm 11, it says, we're still in 119.11. Your word I have treasured in my heart. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. How many of us really treasure the word of God in our heart? We treasure it. It's not just something on a, on a page. It's not something in a book. It's not something that somebody told you. It's not something that you do at church. It's not something that, you know, your, your parents do. This is something that you do. Yeah. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I have not sinned against you. And you see, we're still in Psalm, but we're in a different Psalm. In, in Psalm 134, we're back over in 130s. Uh, that was uh, then, and, and this one now is, is a, a, different, a different Psalm. But it's still talking about the same thing, is that it is important for us, if we are going to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength, then we're going to have to understand that God requires us to concentrate on him and not the things of somebody else or things of the world or things what could be or used to be. He wants us to concentrate on things that he has already said is supposed to be. That's what he wants us doing. And so if we look at... Uh, Psalm one, Psalm forty nine. Let's look at Psalm forty nine. It says, "Forever." How long is forever? <laughs> forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now, that's a promise. Forever. Forever, your word is settled in heaven. Forever. It is. And I said, well, God, that is, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I can, I can, I can stand on that then. I can stand on that. That your word is forever. Forever settled in heaven. It is not a. It's not a one thing that is is here today, is gone tomorrow. It is acting good today. It's not acting good tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we love you today, but we don't love you tomorrow. 
you know, things are going good today, but they're not going good to, uh, 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 t- t- tomorrow. No. It says forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. I said, okay, God. That is a promise. I can quote that. You can quote that. We can all quote that. At any time, because it's still true. Because as far as I know, forever is still going on. As far as I know. Forever is still going on. And that's what he said. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Let's look at Psalm 89. Let's look there. Psalm 89. Um, it says, this is what we just said. And so we go to 105. Let's go there. Now, I know we all know this one and memorize it, probably. It says, Your word is a, come on. Lamp unto my feet and a what? Light to my path. So now, that means that if your word is forever, forever settled in heaven, that means that I can always depend upon your word to lead me and guide me every step. Every step that I take, every place that I go, I'm going to be protected because your word is a lamp. And your and, 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 and a light unto my path. So I'm guided by your word. I am guided by your word. That's what we want, and that's what I want. To be to be that way, and uh, I don't know about you, but in uh, in 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 just preparing for the message, I said, "Well, God, it's uh, it's really too much uh, in here to talk about," and the key thing that he wanted me to talk about is that from your first from first salvation on we're supposed to be growing in the love of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Growing in the love of God. And so I, I think about that and I said, well, uh, we have uh, children, and uh, probably the youngest one, uh, what's, the, what's the youngest child? What's your youngest? What, what's your youngest uh, age? How, how, what, what's Charles' age? 
Okay, 18 months. All right. 18 months. And then in five years old. Okay. And you think, think now, just think about it. I was talking to you, and I think you told me that you gave your life to Christ at what age? Approximately? Uh-huh. Six or seven years old. Okay. And you say your, your son is how old? He's five. You see? From, from salvation on, he's supposed to be taught. She's supposed to be uh, growing, hearing that my God is an awesome God. He reigns. It's nobody, nothing can touch my God because it says that uh, my God's word is set up forever in heaven. And so she's supposed to be hearing that. You know, he's supposed to be hearing that. Everybody who's got grandchildren supposed to be hearing that. That's why we have uh, Sunday school or children's church uh, because they're supposed to be taught the word of God. That's what they're supposed to be taught, the word of God. If they're not taught the word of God, what are they taught? And so that's what I wanted to, to really begin with is, is, is that this is so important to God that the whole year we've been talking about being transformed. And we know that it's so important uh, that Cameron, and Cameron's her son, we know that Cameron, he's uh, going to school, he should be taught. It's supposed to be drilled in him that he belongs to the Lord and everything he hears, everything he sees is supposed to have something to do with the Lord. You see? That's what's supposed to be going on. And if you uh, that, now that's, that's if you have little children. But now if you have older children, you know, because some of us have older children. Uh, some of us have teenagers. But I don't know about you, but a lot of teenagers, uh, was like I was, I was not saved when I was a teenager. So, therefore, uh, I couldn't, I, I couldn't say that the word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I couldn't say that because it wasn't so. It wasn't so. Yeah. But from, from whenever a person gets saved, they're supposed to be growing in that. 
and we're supposed to be helping that as as a family of believers. We're not supposed to be letting letting just children run around and they don't know the word of God. They don't know where they're coming or going. You know, they know the world system more than they know God's system. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And so from growing up, from salvation on, it should be that way. And and I don't know about you, uh, but I know that uh, it was so long before that I gave my life to Christ. Uh, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. It was so long. And matter of fact, I was in, in, the, in this church. I came to this church. I was invited to this church, and I was not saved. And uh, that was years, years, and years ago. <laughs> you know, uh, I was beyond, you know, little and things like that. But it's supposed to start from the day I got saved. Somebody's supposed to be teaching me. Somebody's supposed to be working with me. Somebody's supposed to be telling me, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be saying. This is what the Word of God says. You know, this is what God does. Somebody's supposed to be teaching us. And that's what it takes for every single person in this church that that we're supposed to be a walking uh, uh, encyclopedia, walking Bible of what does the Word of God say, and we're supposed to be walking that out because we have people who are, are watching us, and we know that we have people in the congregation who have uh, children who have grown up uh, in, in the Lord. They, 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 they've grown up in church ever since they knew uh, about church. They've been growing up in it, you know. Uh, just like your daughter. Your daughter, she's going to, she's coming up. And before she can talk good, you see, she, she's going to be hearing something about the Word of God. Yeah, she's going to be hearing. And when she's able to talk, yes, she's going to say, you know, Dad, Mama, uh, but she's supposed to say, God is good. You know, she's supposed to say something. We're supposed to be putting God on her lips. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But it takes you putting God on your lips. It's supposed to take you, you know, uh, uh, doing those things that you're supposed to do. Uh, we can't, we can't be faking it. Well, you know, that, you know, we're faking and, and we'll make it. No, we have to be what God has called us to be. And then we can be an example of a believer. That's what we're supposed to be. And anything that it says in this Bible that we're supposed to be doing it, we're supposed to be demonstrating it to our young people. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be demonstrating things that are, 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 are not true. We're supposed to be demonstrating things that are true. We're not supposed to be saying things that uh, just 
we want to say or we think is good to say. Yeah? We don't supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be, what does the word of God say? Well, how does God act? How does God respond? Not, uh, I'm going to respond this way. Uh, the pastor wants me to respond this way, so I think I'll respond this way because he wants me to respond this way. No. How does God want you to respond? Because that's what God wants, and that's what pleases God. You see? So that's what, that's what we want to do. And, and so uh, once that's established, then we can go on from there because I, I, I just believe that there's nothing else better. There's nothing else better than to be uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind. You see? And, and so uh, it doesn't matter uh, where our renewing starts. It doesn't matter where it ends. It, it, what matters is that it continues over and over and over again. We're renewing our mind uh, because that's what God has said. Uh, to me, that's important to him. You know, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, and it's a repeated thing. That's what he said. And that's, that's what I want, I want, I want to do. Now, is there anything more important to us than that, really? Than renewing our mind. To the Word of God. Yeah, to the Word of God. You see? Because if you're not renewing your mind to the Word of God, I don't know what I can renew my mind to. I've, I've, I've tried out. I tried that. You know, sports. I, I renew my mind to sports. Yeah. Uh, when it's fo- football season, when I was into football, I could tell you, you know, all the stuff about football. Uh, because I played it. I, I loved it. And, you know, I could tell you about basketball because I coached it. I can tell you about a lot of things that didn't have anything to do to help Cameron zilch. You know, if 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 Cameron was born back then and and, and he was there, uh, Willie Taylor could not help Cameron. You say, uh, see that man? Uh, don't don't go around him. You know, he's going to talk to you about sports. That's all he's gonna to talk to you about. Doesn't he know? Doesn't he know Jesus? Uh, he says he does, but but you just you just stay 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 close to me, you know. Uh, you know you you don't you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, but being real, we know is is going on. It's going on, you know. Uh, and and it's not that sports are bad at all. You know, sports not bad. Yeah, uh, it's just that that we have to put everything in its proper place. Right. Everything in its proper place. Okay. And so that that's the the main point that God wanted me to to bring out uh, today.
is that transformation, you know, really starts when you are are born again. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, and as long as as long as uh, we're not renewing our minds, we are not being transformed. So therefore, we are being conformed to the world. And and as long as we're transformed to the world, uh, there's no hope for us. There's no hope for us. Okay. Let's stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.